I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, 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 and welcome to the new normal uh, with me, Deborah Francis White. This is a show about life and feminism in lockdown. I have overhead lighting on, which, as you know, I cannot abide. Um, today on the show, uh, we have Ned Sedgwick from Global Pillage and Grown Up Land, BBC Sounds Grown Up Land. Um, I would love to uh, bring him on, but I'm going to wait till we've got a quorum. And in the meantime, I'm going to tell you about the T-shirts. Um, we have new normal stay-at-home T-shirts. They're print-on-demand. Uh, they're all sourced locally. And the fabric is traceable um, and ethical. Um, and it's got a different slogan on for a different artist every day. Uh, you can order whichever one you want. There's Ellen Jones. She's saying hi. Her slogan is uh, Big Gay Mess, which is uh, uh, something that she quipped during the show. Uh, if you buy that, uh, the T-shirt is 25 quid. Um, and because it's print on demand and Ellen will uh, get the full profit, neither the merch store nor the Guilty Feminist take any profit. Um, so uh, please do. There's lots and lots of fun slogans. Sorry. I've been having, I've just realised I've got sort of eyeliner on my face. I've been having a, a slightly weepy afternoon um, talking to some friends re um, at Black Lives Matter and um, I'm you know, God, who gives a fuck about my white tears, frankly, but I've been having quite a weepy week, as I'm sure a lot of us have. Um, it's, well, 2020, we will never forget. I think there's, that's, that's what we can say for 2020. We'll never forget it. And hopefully we'll have learned some letters, lessons from it. And I am trying to wipe the mascara off my face. I didn't know that was there. I, I wasn't fully aware of the extent of, of the mascara slash eyeliner. So I've got my glasses on and I'm sort of, I've got a flattering angle going on. So I think it's fine. Now, let me see if Ned Sedgwick is here. We've had a few days off. Can't see him. Um, we've had a few days off um, uh, the new normal, just mostly because of um, of Black Lives Matter and feeling like we don't want to clutter up the space. Uh, Ned, can you request to be on it? Ned says he's here. Can you request to be on it? I didn't. I don't want to be on like asking black people to talk about their trauma or to be entertaining or, you know, anything this week, putting any more emotional labor on anybody black this week. It just seemed wrong. Um, and then I also thought white voices feels a bit irrelevant. Um, but a few people said they were missing it. And I know that in lockdown, uh, people feel, you know, their day can be bookended by something. And so we thought as a Friday afternoon thing, um, Ned said he's prepared a few global pillage quiz questions and I thought it might be quite nice just to sort of do something fun. So, uh, let me see. I think Ned is here now and has requested. Here we go. Sedgwick in five, four, three, two, one. Ned, are you there? Uh, hey. Hello. Hello. Ned hello. Sedgwick. Hello. Hello. Um, how are you? What a year. What a year. You can't accuse 2020 of being uneventful. Everyone's forgotten. I was uh, lucky enough, to, I was lucky enough to be traveling. I was in um, Lebanon, Lebanon in January, and we nearly went to war with, with Iran. Everyone forget, you know, I that mean, was in January. That was, 20, that was January. And, and so we were uh, days in 
We were days in and I remember, do you remember when we thought 2016 was a bad year? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, it's, it was a bad year. And, but I think a lot of, a lot of what we said is it's, it's only going to get downhill from here. And if nothing else, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, predictions have been proved, but actually, you know, when I think about saying things like, Oh, 2016, you know, wasn't as bad a year. That is privileged talking as well, because of oh, course, God, you're yeah. somebody who's being brutalized in 2016 and nobody is watching or listening. And, you know, I was just speaking to a black friend of mine who's I'm very close to who lives in America. And she said, um, you know, it's in some ways, you know, you think of all of these Trump supporters and how, diff you know, you feel like you've got no hope in other ways. You think, oh my God, maybe, you know, people are starting, some people are starting to listen now. But she said, um, uh, sorry, I feel like I'm wrong because she's one of my best friends, but she said, um, she said something like, no, it's okay because at least I feel we're not alone now. It's like some white people are fighting with us. And I, that, it really made me feel like crying because I was like, it's just that thing of like, no, we've been alone with this and and nobody helped and nobody listened and nobody you know and i know she counts me as an ally and with the guilty firmness and everything she does but it but you know and we're very close and we've been very close for years but it's still it's uh, you know you know none of us i don't believe i'm sure there are white people who feel like they have you know they've dedicated their lives to it and i'm not dismissing that but most of us who would have you know, call ourselves liberal or, you know, have a platform or, you know, do things, you know, like I genuinely, you know, I know that the Guilty Feminist has made, you know, we've always, you know, celebrated and wanted, um, you know, black women on the show. And, you know, that's, it's been a big part of building the show, but it's not what, so what, like I've had people on a podcast that you just feel like, fuck, I was not out there fighting in the way that we needed to be fighting. I mean, that's not, it's true. It's really, really true. And, and like when she said that, we're not alone anymore. And I, I know she wasn't having a go. She wasn't saying because um, I was alone with her. But yeah. I still, you know, it's it's no good sort of saying, oh, I just feel like, you know, I feel like it, this is, this is, you know, as, as someone who considers myself an ally, I'm like, what have I really done? And I think that's the that's the thing now that I really have to start asking myself in terms of re resources and. Energy. It's made it so real. And obviously, you know, uh, as you explained at the beginning, you know, you didn't want to load any more emotional trauma onto onto uh, black people. And so, so that's why, you know, it seems Not this I, I feel a bit silly being, being here talking about it. But, you know, I like to think we've done Global Pillage. And whenever I write questions for Global Pillage, I always try and go for the most, go for languages like... Um, Go for languages which people might not necessarily know about, but are spoken mm -hmm. by 30 million people, 40 million people. Mm -hmm. And those languages tend to be uh, in Africa. We, we are just not taught about the diversity, the linguistic, the cultural, the whatever musical, whatever diversity. And, and so I've always tried. And I've kind of always, in the back of my mind, I've always been like, yeah, you know, I'm, that's kind of enough. You know, that's kind of, not enough, but you know, that's kind no, of. But yeah, yeah, you doing, you're doing. You think, oh, look what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, like. I'm, yeah, like I've put in a question about and, like the the Yoruba people, and I'm like, oh, brilliant! Yeah, you, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm like, solving you look at it that now. And you go, you know, it, like I just, and this is not me kind of, you know, looking for reassurance or people go, you know, I, you know, and I appreciate people saying, oh, you know, you've provided a platform, whatever. And a few people this week have said, oh, you were one of the only white people I know that was talking about this you know, has been talking about this and platforming this for years. And I honestly feel like, I feel, and it's very nice for people to say that, it's very kind, but I do feel very embarrassed and and like, I know that I have not done in, like this week, if, if, if white people are fully pleased with themselves about what they've done up until now, this week, then I don't want to be friends with them. Unless, yeah. unless they really were on front. Of course, if you were running a shelter, and, uh, you know, looking after black women and black trans, of course, there are white people who have been doing this. I don't want to diminish them. But if you were sort of allying around, you know, it, it, I just, I don't know. I just don't think this is a week for white people to pat themselves on the back. Uh, no, no, I, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a week of getting real, like I think. And I think that it's, um, it's been, it's, it's completely, I mean, we all knew that 
because you know when when we organized when we organized to be on this it was when i organized to be on this was about two weeks ago and it was to talk about like covid19's impact on on our lives mm-hmm. and i'm like well you know i'm the impact of my life is that i've finally started exercising i've been writing quite a lot yeah i've lost quite a lot of work um but you know whatever in a way like lost a bit of work it's a down period but managed to exercise managed to do that and i'm it just seems extraordinary to think that i kind of i mean we do have to look after our own mental health but in a way it's like it's extraordinary to think that when we organized for us to talk, it was to it talk was about different. our own lives. Yeah. Like our kind of thing was different. And it yeah. was, it, everything's different. And like exactly, exactly that. Ned, exactly that. I feel like it's such, it's, it's, there's sort of been a seismic shift and now I'm starting to see, you know, I just saw my friend who I was talking to in America, shared a video of a young teenage white girl getting in between um, a young black man who was much bigger than her and a police officer. And the police officer will not attack a white female body. So he's trying to yeah. get around her and he won't touch her. And she knows that. And I mean, she takes the risk. It's very brave in that moment. She absolutely yeah. takes the risk. He's not just going to, but she does it because she knows that even if he picks her up and puts her in a van, he's not going to brutalize her. And it's really impactful to look at. And now we're seeing some stuff like that where I'm like, oh, this is what white people need to be doing. We need to be putting our bodies between, especially yeah, white yeah. women. White women need to be putting their bodies between um, black people and the police because um, white women are less like, we're least likely to be criminalized and brutalized of it than any group in the world. And that is more, more, more than white men because men are seen to be kind of hard and like they can take some, some, some physical yeah, violence. Yeah, and I'm like, like oh they're my try, God. trying to start something. And it's, and, you know, and there it's, is, of course, a, of course, there's a risk. And of course, white women get assaulted. And of course, you know, we must not forget what happened to Joe Cox. You know, it, I, I'm not, I'm not saying, suggesting there's no risk. I'm sure I'm saying there's so much less risk and the people we've been assuming will, or just allowing to take the risk who are the targets of this, you know, it, it's, it's it's time for white people to step up and and I, and I'm like wow okay so I have to really not throw out something flip and just be like yeah yeah, yeah I'm going to do this now I have to consider what what of my time and resources and my physical self yeah. can I direct now and like what am I going to do what will my what will my work life activist balance look like what will my financial uh you know contributions be what will my how will i rethink platforming and with the platform i've got all all of those things have to be reconsidered and i want to do it carefully because i feel like a lot of stuff's happening this week of like yeah i'm just gonna give this money and screenshot it and blah 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 from white yeah. people and just like and then it's like well yeah what, where are you going to be in two weeks time when this isn't in the news as much if it, if it in fact does if all of the you know the officers are of all of these recent cases are charged and you know like what if this goes out of the news is what i'm saying what 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 will happen yeah we, we we'll, 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 behaviors. it's it's um yeah it, it's i've been um i mean again i kind of find it i find it quite hard to talk about with with i i, I i'm very aware of not trying to center uh myself in any way but it has made me question a lot of because we're both do creative things and it's made me question you know does do does the creative industry need another person like me like to be honest does it need another me and i and it's i suppose this is hopefully what good will come of it that so many people like me who've kind of been involved in maybe the liberal movement will now go no i need to recenter everything i do so that there's you know so it properly speaks to to the time and the thing that i found extraordinary the thing that i find continuously extraordinary just to so you know i grew up as i'm sure anyone can tell who can hear my voice i grew up very privileged um background i grew up being educated about certain things you know my grandfather fought in the second world war and all of this the second world war really is i think the foundational myth of britain it really 
really that's where people go to for their their national identity really first world war a bit but they don't really go it's the second world war is the kind of big one the blitz spirit all of that and when i saw donald trump tweeting about banning making anti-fascist organizations terrorists i'm like everyone said this this is not a new thing i'm saying it but like I'm not, so if you're banning anti-fascists you you're a fascist and all of my education all of yeah. my like cultural education has been fascists are bad and i cannot I mean, comp- all comprehend all the movies we've been raised on every single thing we know the one thing we're pretty sure about i don't think that fascists are bad that that was, seems to have been the common knowledge of my life. Like the, the received wisdom is just yeah, fascists. That didn't work out. That was very bad. And people who are against fascists are probably on the right side. It's just and I that was I think the yeah. real yeah, real Trump. moment where I was like, how is this person? Obviously, not how is Trump's in an office. That that could be a that's another story. But how has everyone? who has grown up in this country and in America and all the countries in which the, the narrative of the Second World War holds strong, mm-hmm. which it does. And it's something we can't ignore. It is part of our subconscious. If we've, I, I, that's how I feel about it anyway, but it is part of our subconscious. It's something we can't, if we've grown up in Britain, how has everyone not gone, no fascists are, fascists are, uh, not great. Maybe anti-fascists are good. They're the right side of history. It's absolutely bizarre. And I, I have long had a theory that in 2016, I might, it's paused, I've got to put my, plug myself in. So, I've long had a theory. This is why I'm actually in bed. because That's where I've got my thing plugged. Um, but this show has, as the lockdown has gone on, become much more in bed with Madonna. Um, yeah, it, it's long been my theory that I think around 2015, I fell into a coma and the rest of uh, everything is a coma dream that I'm having because that's when mm. my career started to take off. And, uh, uh, and, and, the, and then the world fell apart, yeah. Yeah, and then and the world, well, it be, just became implausible. Like the whole Trump thing, it's so implausible to me. Um, someone, someone called Alex is saying, speaking as a person of color, I don't think we want either of your voices not to be heard at all. We just need a multitude of voices and perspectives and stories to be valued and platformed. No, um, and I think you. actually there are a couple Alex. of things. Something I've seen a bit when it comes to Trump and his fa- fascism and is um, I've seen from quite a few Indian commentators um, uh, that, you know, if you've been paying attention, um, Modi, you know, Modi came to power. This is not Trump. Uh, Trump and Brexit are not the start of this. This is... This is actually a global thing. This isn't just a Western thing. Um, and Modi coming to power is a similar, a similar event. Um, and that was, I think, a couple of years earlier. I mean, I, I should know better. Um, but it's, it's not just here. It is important to remember what's happening out of the West um, as well. But, you know... Yeah, uh, I think I think you know what I'm trying to get out. Get out. I but do. It's, I do. It's t- it's tough to. Um, but you know what I mean. I, I'm like, oh, it's tough to tough to talk about without sounding like I'm kind of lecturing or white explaining. I'm like, it's not tough. It's not tough, no, really, no. is it? It's, you're, you're it's okay. really quite. You're if okay. We've got a few but... people commenting. If I got a few people commenting on my, I was really scared. I put up a book suggestion of Girl Woman Other. Girl Woman Other won the Booker Prize. It is a fantastic book. It's funny. It's brilliant. And I was like, oh, I'm worried think, people will think I'm like, I'm like putting myself out there. It won the Booker Prize. Like, yeah, how, exactly. how is that putting yourself no. out there? Like, no, how is that a not. thought process? No, it's not. And that's the thing is if you, if you shared, a, if you shared a, uh, a white guy book, no one would go virtue signaling or, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. promoting people like you or, you know, nobody would have a thing to say about it. And I think that that's, you know, the 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 thing that has come to me more than anything that this week from especially from talking to my uh friends who are black women is the is is the humanity of black women and the individuality of black women saying i i you know that uh, their pride in being black their pride in being black women and also their desperate 
yearning desire to be allowed to be a person who is an individual and is not constantly yeah. fighting or what Susan McComa calls a trauma mule and also mm. is seen as an individual and also gets to be like in Susie's case, an actress or, you know, in Somalia Seaton's case, a playwright and doesn't have to constantly talk about this, th this or carry this or deal with the millions of microaggressions and the frightening macroaggressions, like just gets on with being a person and like having fun and maybe, you know, planning our, our holiday or going on dates mm. or any of those things that you just want to do as a human being. And I think the more that we can present, uh, publish platform, if we are in a position to, uh, black artists and uh, brown artists and storytellers and painters and that that, that is honestly where the humanity is and where the individuality is and it's so important like someone was telling me the other day about like a literally another movie about a world it was like a world war one soldier and blah 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 and i was just like i don't know how many more stories we need to make about honestly white, white men, men, white men feeling white men feeling sad about white killing men, other people exactly white men trained to kill and then feeling sad about it like i can't yeah like, it's oh, like, oh what, what a subtle to, message but we have to look at other perspectives we have to see the, the world other people's eyes. Read, um, it's actually at a desperate boiling point that we question what it is to be somebody who isn't a trained killer and also you know in a white male body like it's it, it we're desperate we're at, the world is now thirsty because we it is a it's a it's a it's a it's well it's on fire the world is yeah it's starting to get well, it's, it's only going to change but it's I, I read um i think a good book in terms of that perspective and it is this is not a, a, an original thought it's kind of number one on books to read about nigeria books to read about uh, um africa but and i don't know how to pronounce it but i think it's chinwara chabi's things fall apart which i read just um before uh, lockdown and that is because it's, it's basically just all from the perspective of a, um, a Nigerian man just before or a man who lives in what is now Nigeria just before um, colonialism and uh, I did it I mean this is very uh, typical I did it for a book club and everyone in my book club um, was like I've literally never read that perspective and like people had done English, um, in like colonial literature, and they'd done at, at uni, and they'd done history at uni, and they'd never read this book, which is number one on all the lists to read. And I'm like, that is just so so telling. Um, anyway, I I um I think I think that, and this is the other thing about it is this is all entertaining. It's a great book. You know, like, Go On Love is a great book. It's not like, oh, God, I've got to slog my I way know, through I know, I know. this incredible work of literature. She goes, like, Toni Morrison, like, you know, Song of Solomon is one of the greatest books I've ever read. And, like, everyone should read Toni Morrison because it's so compelling as such gorgeous poetry and, liter you know, poetical literature. It's a stunning book. And it's like anyone would be privileged to read it. But I did see somebody in Somali seat and also drew my attention to it. I think I might have seen it on her wall, but it was something somebody else said about, um, and I'm so sorry, I can't credit the person who said it, um, but that they, I can't, they said, I can't help wondering what uh, amazing writers like Toni Morrison, and I think like Maya Angelou and people like that would have, would ha might have wanted to write about if they didn't have to write about race the whole time. And then yeah, Susie yeah. said to me what they might have, done what else they might have created if they weren't talking they weren't going from this union to this hall to this radio mm. show to talk about it you know like the this extra burden that they carry and um yeah it is it, it's extraordinary um i'm trying i'm trying to think of anything else i've really there's a food blog if anyone's interested in food it, it something that came to my attention about this time last year is that I'd always, I'd not really thought about West African food. I'd, ne I'd never really, you know, I know about Indian food. I know, I know, I'm kind of a, no obsessive amount about kebabs. I mean, I'm trying to write a book about kebabs. I've got a, and I found out, I mean, I've got an Instagram page, Abs and Kebabs, where I work out and review kebabs. And I found out about this thing called 
Suya, uh, a Nigeria, well, a Hausa kebab, which is really similar to satay, you know, like Indonesian satay. And it's thought that it has the same roots, which is the kind of trade networks to the Arab Peninsula and the Arab world. And the Hausa are predominantly Muslim. And I was like, wait a minute, but the Hausa are from Nigeria. And I've always been kind of told that I'd always thought that Nigeria hadn't been that connected to the outside world before. Um, and then by reading about Sui and Sate, I realized, no, no, it's always connected. It was just our, our understanding of it wasn't, wasn't connected to, um, our understanding of it wasn't, wasn't good and very narrow. Um, and I think food is, can be an amazing way of learning about things, not from a um, just incredibly bleak perspective, you know, from a kind of learning about a culture and a people in a way. And a, incredible food blog which started up uh, as a result of covid is called uh, vittles um and uh, the g- guy who runs it jonathan nunn it isn't a person of color himself um but he he makes a massive effort to uh, every single article on the blog is contributed and he's made a huge effort to make those voices make black voices heard um and I think that is a really brilliant blog to to look at because, you know, it's been it's been a week it's been an intense week, and we've all seen the videos of police brutality. We've all, I, I'm sure, or as much of them as we can manage. But Athena Kablani tweeted tweeted being like, you know, don't just read the depressing stuff. Don't just mm-hmm. don't just read just just kind of educate yourself and. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was like, yeah. happy black books and read, happy and, black and I think blogs. Vittles exactly. is, what is, a, is a really good. And, yeah, what you know, uh, yeah. A lot of my black friends have been, uh, female friends have been tweeting or Instagramming that black joy is an act of rebellion and like amazing pictures of happy black women and you know, creative, brilliant. And we must not forget. We must. It, it's. I mean, it's a week when we are so in that in that space um but it's it's so important and and uh as facile as it seems for white people to be kind of talking about this it it, people need to talk to each other about it and need to we do need to talk to each other about it and we do need to to um demand better of each other and demand better together and yeah um, to this is is what i mean about nigerian food is i i just had no idea of this and i don't think culinary culture is everything i think culture can exist in any way but nigeria has this incredible like incredibly complicated unique culinary culture where where they use kind of fermented beans in a way which i've never i'm not aware of in any other in any other culture and they stew things and they do things in a really particular way I had no idea about. And I think, I think subconsciously when people hear about certain, certain foods or certain foods that they're not aware of, they kind of dismiss them. And it's this whole thing, you know, my grandparents didn't trust spaghetti, you know, like it, we do have to carry on educating ourselves about every like level of this stuff because because if we don't appreciate the whole picture, I don't think we can really appreciate, well, if we don't try at least, I think it's harder to appreciate any of it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, someone called Oscar is saying, um, can he recommend Americana with an H at the end by Chimamanda? It's about race relations in America from a non-American perspective. Um, and he's saying it's really perceptive and nuanced. Um, I think uh, um, Chimamanda uh, um, also wrote a book called, quite a famous book called Half a Yellow Sun, which is about the, uh, I think it's about the Biafran Civil War, which is the civil war wow. in the 50s and 60s in Nigeria, where we, uh, Britain, we, Britain, the British government essentially funded um, the Nigerians and uh, is complicit in a mass starvation of uh, hundreds of thousands of people, which we know nothing about. We don't know about it. Oh, hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions of people, starved partly due to a uh, British government actions in the 60s. And we just, oh, who cares? You know, like, horrible, horrible. Well, why, do, why don't we know? Why, why aren't we talking about Why do we that? know more that's about not, it? I know. That's not, even, yeah. that's not even like ancient history. That's in, that's in my parents' lifetime. That's, it's, it's, just, it's just extraordinary how, um, and this whole thing, oh my God, the Madeleine McCann stuff, all the front pages being over to a year old story about, a 15-year-old. Yeah, it was big news at the time. Oh, my God. If there's, yeah, and again, if Athena tweeted, like, they know what they're doing, you know? How I is this more important? As soon as it happened, I was like, they know what they're doing. And it's almost like somebody, you know, and, uh, you know, as dreadful as it is for the family of Madeleine McCann to have lost her, this is a, this is, this is how many young black girls have gone missing in the meantime who are not reported on at all. And they know what they're doing by putting this on the front page. And also, why on earth would the family want that? They wouldn't want that. If there's any kind of movement being made until somebody's sent to jail, why would they want that? Why would they want their child plastered all over the newspapers mm. again? It's not for them. It is to dis absolutely to distract from the Black Lives Matter movement. And some, some pages, I mean, I saw unbelievably Piers Morgan, of all people, uh, saying... Uh, that some people didn't have Black Lives Matter till page 10 and some papers and how outrageous that was and no one would care if, if or the papers wouldn't care if that were, um, if that were a, uh, a young black girl. And I was like, oh my God, when, you, when, you're, when you're agreeing with Piers Morgan, it really is time to... Yeah, it's like, the end times, it, isn't it? Even Piers Morgan. But then I sometimes think Piers Morgan does this on purpose to sort of, so to keep us guessing like, to keep himself yeah no he does he does I, he's, really I mean sorry you, you look back cares. on what he was saying a year ago and it's he's he's uh, you know he's he's a snake um yeah so, I, I don't uh, like you don't even need to go back no we don't need to I, do, I, I, the but um, yeah. anyway do you anyway, have any global pillage <laughs> questions for us so no, i've this... never done and it's, oh, I actually have done an Instagram live. Over lockdown, I uh, tried to do two Instagram lives of me making kebabs on my abs and kebabs page, follow abs and kebab, kebabs abs. Um, and they were both uh, absolute disasters. Um, it turns out I'm not very good at cooking and I'm not very good at cooking when I'm uh, doing it I'm on an Instagram live. I've had your cooking. I'm very good. I, I, I'm good if I... Yeah, I'm, I'm... Yeah, whatever. It was a disaster. So I'm going to try something. If I disappear for a second. Oh, he has disappeared for a second. But I trust that he will come back. Um, He's back. So I am quickly going to disappear for one second. He's disappeared. He's, he's not. He's like Houdini. It's incredibly impressive. He said he'd disappear for a second. He's disappeared. Will he be back, though? That's the $64,000 question. Not literally. We don't have that kind of money. We're in lockdown. We have no kind of money. Uh, we're losing people. We've lost two people in this second. Two oh, people no. have given up okay. coming back. 
Okay, I've got a question. I, yes. I, I traveled forward slash backwards. Okay, I've got a question from uh, Global Pillage. From Because sadly, we, we can't do Global Pillage at the moment because Badly. obviously you need a room of, of, of people and we can't have a room. Um, and I, I miss it. I really miss it. Anyway, I've got a question here from an as-yet-unmade episode. Um, yeah. In the Toro de, de Fuego, or crazy cow tradition of South American bull running, no bulls are actually harmed. But people Good. often are. What is the replacement that makes it dangerous? Oh, um, so any any ideas from the any ideas from the viewers? Can you ask? I'll, me I'll repeat that. Toro de Fuego tradition of South yeah. American bull running. No bulls are actually harmed, but people often are. Toro de Fuego. Oh, so so instead of bulls, they use something else. Uh, yeah. so people dressed as bulls? It's people dressed as bulls, yeah, but people, Toro del Fuego, what it does is. Fuego mean? Yeah, what does Fuego mean though? I don't know. Fire. Anyone? That's right. Fire. They are dressed as bulls and they put fireworks on their helmets. And they, so one person is designated as a bull. Ooh. He puts a massive uh, mask on their head, on his head or her head puts um, fireworks on it and wow. chases people down the road. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised people get hurt. That's insane. Yeah, uh, it's it's other, very what, strange. That's a good one, though, Ned. People, loads of yeah. people saying fire. This global pillage audience would have got that right. What's up? Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, they just, maybe they just want you to fire me. <laughs> just just hey. get rid of Hey, hey. Yeah, <laughs> Um, yes, there are lots of questions on bulls. Now, the issue I have with this is that I have to, I didn't realize that when you logged out of an Instagram live, it would take you away. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and remember them, which is going to be a bit like my Instagram live of no, me no, cooking. No, no, I'll bust, I'll bust. Why don't you go and quickly screenshot them or get them from somewhere else? Or are they all on the same screen the whole time? Oh, he's going to do that. Okay, so don't forget, you can sign up to Guilty Famous Patreon. You can buy the uh, Stace, the the um, the new normal T-shirts. You can buy other merch to support us. Uh, there's all sorts of things that you can do. Um, so Ned's coming back with some questions apparently very soon. Uh, I hope you're having going to have a lovely weekend. Our new normal. Oh, we've lost five people. Nedgent official has left now. He's left. So I'm, I know he's going to ask to come back. Oh, no, we're losing people. We're losing people. Don't stay with us. He is coming back with more brilliant questions. More brilliant questions. Oh, we've, we've gained a person again. We've gained a person. But is that person Ned Sedgwick? Let's see. Let's see. No, it isn't. Uh, so we have... Uh, where are the cats? Somebody's asking the cats. The cats were next to me and they've gone somewhere. I don't know where they've gone. Um... Like okay, well now we've gone down. We've we're we've gone down another person now. Okay, I'll try. Well, we've gone back up two people. Okay, I'm going to try and come up with uh, a question that you might not uh, that uh, a global police style question. Um, I don't know where toasty is. People are asking to see toast. Um, okay, so I've got one in Japan. They say you've got a cat on your head. Uh, what does that mean? You've got a cat on your head. Um, what does that mean? Um, uh, you might be losing people while they reload because it looks like it was glitching. Okay. If you've got a cat on your head, what does that mean? Oh, we're up to 91. Um, it, what does that mean? You're annoyed. No, not you're annoyed. Uh, Ned's back. Ned, can you ask to come back to the, to the thing? Ask to, yeah, here we go. Okay. Ned has asked to come back. We're adding him in five, four, three, it does mean it doesn't it it uh, doesn't mean you're cute. It means you're a you're a, uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Um, mm, Ned, that's a classic. I'm a back. Classic. I'm I'm classic. back and better than ever because now I've got my laptop and I can uh, describe it. Great. Describe it. I can ask the questions. Um, okay. In uh, Pakujawi, the Sumatran Harvest Bull Festival, 
Why would you see someone biting a bull's tail? Oh, can you repeat the question, please? In the Sumatran Harvest Bull Festival, the, why would you see someone biting a bull's tail? Uh, is it because it's a delicacy and they eat it? No, ox, ox tail is, if you eat meat, ox tail is delicious, but it's not that. Is someone saying good luck? Good not luck. quite. More, more, more. It's it's actually a more literal uh, for thing. Rain. It, it has for rain. No, um, it's a very simple thing. It's to get the bull to go faster because it is a bull race. Um, oh my people, god, that's so sad. Well, I think it's yeah. I think it's uh, it's that's not very nice. Okay, think, uh, maybe I, I don't ask I don't, the bull questions this time. Um, I know. Are there, are there any other ones where they're cruel to bulls? Because I don't like those. I like the ones where it wasn't bulls, it was people. So yeah. yeah like <laughs> any ones without uh, bulls at all? Met, met, like sayings about bulls? Or do they all have cruelty to bulls in? Um, why don't we ask some questions about uh, Vietnam instead? Oh, okay. um, in, Viet <laughs> in Vietnam, what is ghost money used for? Oh, that's a good one. Ghost money. Is yep, it money ghost. you give children that's not real money that they can just sort of use in the house? So they can sort of swap it for a treat or something like that. Is it fake money? No. Well, it is and it isn't, but it, <laughs> is it... Oh, is it money you bury with people so that when they die, they've got money to go to the other side? Kind of, yeah. Funeral right is kind of right, Ali Rouge. Um, it is. It is what what happens is there is fake money you're given to burn for a funeral, and it will go to them for the afterlife. They'll be able to take it with them for the afterlife. That's what I just said. Yeah, it's, you didn't say burn burn it specifically. Oh, now you see what it's like. Oh. Yeah, they burn it, and it's and it's you're right with the fake money. Um, okay, after a Vietnamese New Year party, who do you want to most see passing through the door? After a Vietnamese what party? New Year's Eve party. Who do you want to see mo coming through the door? Oh, yeah. is it a very old person? So you'll live to be very old. I know, I know, uh, I know who it is for you, Deborah. It'd be John Bloody Ham, wouldn't it? That's who you'd most <laughs> like to see. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. Although, actually, after you probably want to be like as as the clock strikes midnight, you know, for the for the kiss. Tom yeah. Hardy, yeah, Tom all Hardy, good. Yeah, a um, bull. A bull. <laughs> who is it? A, it who is. is it? It's no one specific, and actually, they're all kind of right. It is someone who is at the top of their career because uh, the higher the status of a person or social standing, the better the whole year will be. So it's defined, your whole year will be defined by um, whether a, big, wow. whether a big dog comes in. The person you love, well, if they're not successful enough, sadly, that's not the answer. Okay, so this year I, must, I have to think about who came in during New Year's Eve because it must have been someone who wasn't doing very well. Because <laughs> no, because I just think this year my my uh, my career uh, because of coronavirus, like everybody's, uh, has uh, like nearly everybody's has taken a massive dive in terms of, in terms of uh, my ability to assemble an audience, for example, being illegal. Um, yeah, so I have to yeah. think who well, maybe turned yeah. up. Um, it's only, yeah, it's only okay, things are only illegal. Things are only illegal if you uh, aren't a member of the government. Um, why? I didn't say I couldn't go to Barnard Castle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's a question about my friend and yours. Oh, okay. This episode's title, Deborah, was um, "Charming Tea Time Show." Uh, which is something you tend to say when say. there are double entendre or something rude happens. Oh, I'm not sure if you do this. It's, oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. say, we usually do the show at four o'clock in the afternoon, so it's less matinee and people can, you know, come before they go out in the evening. And it means people of lots of ages come and that kind of thing. And uh, when someone gets very rude, I say, excuse me, but this is a charming tea time show. 
Um, well, I'll, I'll ask a question from this mm-hmm. round, and I'll see whether it's it's worth the quality. If you were in Greece, where would you bust your pomegranates at New Year's? If you were in Greece, where would you bust your pomegranates at New Year's? Yeah, where, where are you going to bust the those town pomegranates? Square. Everyone goes out and jumps on a pomegranate as a sort of uh, piece of New Year tomfoolery. Um, no, sadly, that's not. Anyone else have any guesses where the busty pomegranates on someone's backside? No, it's not that one. Uh, in the loo. In the loo? Well, <laughs> depends. Depends if you want an audience. Why? Is it, is it a double entendre? It, no, you would break them against your door to bless the whole house. Oh, uh, John Quill coming in with into a cocktail, and that is actually excellent. That is on brand for John Quill, to be fair. On John Hamm, someone said. Like on the dance floor, good answers. These are good answers. Um, Question number okay. two mm. of Double Entendre. In mm. Egypt, when would you bury your weasel and why? <laughs> play a game of... Come around and play a game of bury the weasel. Yeah, bury um, the weasel. Very the easel. Um, where, when would you, and why? Mm. Um, oh, in the summer, uh, because it means to uh, bury a water bottle to keep it cold, cool under the sand. So, sorry, not any guesses. And if someone says John Hamm, uh, that's... that's uh, curse an enemy, Rumbake Girl says. No, sad. it would be, again, to uh, blow the doorstep of a new house to bring you prosperity, because Weasel's famously wealthy. That's, that's where the old phrase, as wealthy as a weasel, comes from. Um, <laughs> um, We're getting the answers. Okay, the birth of a child. I think, I think burying the weasel comes a bit before the birth of a child. Um, no. In 90... In, in, 19th century... Oh, come on, Ned. I don't believe I wrote this question. Do you want me to to ask this question? I don't know, Ned. I'll do it. In the 19th century British Navy, why would would the seaman whistle? It's not good enough, is it? It's too much, too much. Next one. In Mexico, what would you have done wrong if your tamales haven't fluffed properly? Oh... Um, in Mexico, what would you have done wrong if your tamales hadn't fluffed properly? Uh, you haven't beaten them enough when you were, like, cooking them, preparing them. You haven't sort of prepared them well enough. No, it's less literal than that. Uh, any guesses why your, um, why your tamales wouldn't have fluffed properly? Fluffing problems? Not enough kneading? No. Run, bake, girl. I, I assume that's Granny McCormick. No, it's because you were making your tamales when you were angry. Apparently, if you make your tamales angry, it means they don't fluff properly. Never go to bed um, angry <laughs> on a, or, and never fluff your tamales angrily. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. Uh, I don't really know why this is in here. In Vietnam, why is it bad luck to put a mirror at the end of your bed? Oh, is it that if you wake up and... S- oh, is it because... Like, if, if a demon comes in, they'll see themselves and they'll go ballistic and they'll wreck the room. So, like, a, is it for something kind, like that? Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of. Um, yeah, sadly, Rumpate Girl, that is, that is why your, your, your bread isn't... Yeah, I mean, actually, no one would have made any good tamales this week, would they? Um, it is no. because if you have a mirror at the end of your bed, it means your nightmare can take control of you. Um, Ooh! Yeah, which is actually quite terrifying. Wow. Yeah. Um, Scare, you scared one... of yourself in the morning like that. That's a good one, though. I like that. Um, have um, you got one more? We're heading up towards the hour now, and we get cut off after an hour. Um, oh, we got an amazing bunch of questions sent in by a Thai listener. Um, did you see that? Um, a, no. a, a woman called Reiner sent in. I would say about 6,000 words of questions, of interesting facts about Thailand, of even of um, classic uh, stick it to the man round um, questions. I mean, really amazing. And it's actually really nice. If anyone is a fan of Global Pillage and has got a background 
of a, another country. It is great getting questions sent in, A, because it's less work for me, B, because um, it can be actually quite hard finding specific que questions about people's culture, which are true or actually interesting. And Thailand is a particularly hard country to find questions out about because I think it's because the language is so different. I'm quite, I haven't quite worked out. And, and Ryan has sent in this huge number of questions. Um, but one of them, I mean, I'll try and find the best one. Go on. Um, I will, I will, in fact, I'll tell you what I'll do. It is a tradition that when a new Thai king is coronated, he is presented with a ritual cat. What was a ritual cat to live happily, I'll just say. What was controversial at the most recent Thai king's coronation about that gift? Oh, um, was it that uh, animal rights people said you shouldn't just be like giving cats at coronations? Kind of the opposite. Cat, Any guesses? Said there's not enough cats given to given to uh, given to given to royalty and uh, and uh, it was a dog instead, and no one realised. Tiger, <laughs> no, tiger. that would be wrong 2020 tiger king no it, it was just a stuffed toy and they pretended it wasn't they pretended it was a real cat it was just a stuffed cat and i mean this is this is not a joking matter because let's say majesty because of um uh freedom of speech is is an anti-royal um talk is clamped down on people couldn't really comment on it but it was a it was a fake cat and they were like, nope, wow. that's 100% a real cat. So this and is if you look up photos this of it... the Emperor's new clothes. No one's allowed to see Yeah, it was just, it was just a stuffed toy. The Emperor's stuffed <laughs> cat, the new fable. And this happened recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was, um, it was uh, the most recent Thai King. Um, wow. Uh, when he was, when he was um, coronated, which was we, 2018. Um, yeah, so there you go. There are some... Well, Ned, that was a joy to do that. Can I ask you uh, one uh, uh, new normal question? Uh, I should got to ask you two. One is, do you has this is this time twenty twenty both lockdown and Black Lives Matter and everything? Is it giving you any hope for humanity? Is it making you feel like oh God, we're we're spiraling, or is it giving you hope that maybe good things can come from this and that we could make a change? So I, uh, I, you know me, I don't ever give a yes, no, yes, no answer. Um, so I'm going to answer you with more things. I've spent the last five, six years being fascinated by the protests which have erupted around the world from Arab Spring and, and stuff. Um, and, and Euromaidan in particular, the Ukrainian revolution. Uh, well, kind of revolution, largely peaceful. Lots, and I, I find it fascinating how many mirrors what is happening in America has happened out in the rest of the world in the last 10 years. And um, in a lot of, we only hear the bad news about those protests. We know next to nothing about the, the peaceful Sudanese protests. Well, they were peaceful, apart, they were clamped down viciously, but the people were, were peaceful. We hear next to no news, positive news about Tunisia. We, we don't hear the good news about how these protests and revolutions lead so often to a better world. And slowly, slowly, I do think that protests are a huge, important, a huge important force for good. Um, so yeah, it does give me hope. Um, I think. Can I ask you one question we ask at the end of every new normal? And that is, if lockdown ended now, what would you do? If you could do anything you used to do in your old life, what, would you, what, would you, what are you dying to do? I would um, go... To, I would go to someone's house. And this is, again, probably an answer that's going to get cut out. Go to someone's house. I would take a lot of alcohol. I'd go with a big group of friends and I would drink with my friends. And then I would go to the Monarch nightclub in Camden and I would dance and I'd dance and I'd dance and I'd carry on drinking and then I'd get a kebab and then I'd throw up and then I'd be happy. Okay. Okay. That's a more complex answer than many have given. Anyone got any ideas for Ned T-shirts? <clears throat> I mean, presumably, some of his uh, some of his questions might make a good T-shirt. 
the fireworks. It was a fake cat. Fireworks. Well, it was. It was a fake cat. Yeah, there was. Yeah. There was. It was a fake cat all along. Um, <laughs> it, I, you've said so many random things. I'm sure Hannah from the merch store will be able to uh, choose one. Uh, but if anyone's got an idea for Ned's T-shirt, uh, please feel free to put it forward or in the comments below. Everything he just said on a T-shirt. Okay, all right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it could be. It it could be. Can you say something about kebabs? Because that would be good for your brand. Say something. Oh yeah, abs and kebabs. Um, oh yeah. Oh god. Um, I hope I'm getting a new, a few new kebabs. That's the followers of my abs and kebabs um, Instagram channel, kebabs abs. Uh, I hope you all have a kebabulous time. And uh, it's been a sheesh pleasure uh, talking oh, to nice. you. Yeah. Um, oh, so stay kebabulous, everyone. Somebody's saying, suggesting, um, dance, 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 get up, and get, get a, a kebab, kebab, throw up, and be happy. Um, <laughs> oh, make, Hannah, that could be. I just wanna. I just wanna dance, dance, and dance, and dance. Get a kebab, throw up, and be happy. I mean, I don't know if you want throw up in a t-shirt. Who's gonna buy that, really? <laughs> Where do you smash your pomegranates? Good. That could be a good t-shirt. These are throw up and be happy. Uh, do people want throw up on a t-shirt? I don't. I'm not buying that. I'm not. I don't care that it's got Ned's name on it. I'm not. Yeah, this is, get it on the inside. Dance, 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 and dance, dance. I think that's, that's all good. I want to do. I think that's good. Um, Ned Sedgwick, we're about to get cut off because we're nearly at the hour now. But it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, no, and thank you, everyone out there. Thank you. Um, I'm I hope sorry everyone's I happy. Really for normal questions, but it felt felt like the normal questions were. Uh, now in the perspective of this week uh, and the fact that we've talked about lockdown so much and, you know, it, it feels, it felt facile. So I'm glad we had the conversation we did about yeah. trying to be better allies as much as you feel a bit stupid as white people talking about these things and like, you know, like why, you know, why is my voice necessary? White people do need to, be, we need to be talking to each other about how we can be better and what our plans are. So, you know, it, it's, it doesn't matter how we feel or if we feel uncomfortable, we've got to get, comfortable with the discomfort and start having yeah. the, the hard conversations so thank you for joining me and doing that um and uh, well thank you for having me and thank you everyone for listening to me it's been thank great you. and um I'll, I'll message Deborah with the book suggestion and the the blogs at vittles and uh yeah it's brilliant Wonderful. stuff um, thank 7th, you everyone thank you ned and seven thirty tonight i think uh the secret policeman's ball we know you live live uh presented mm. by me introduced by me uh, is going out on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and uh, it's being streamed, so you can only see it if you watch it tonight. Um, so uh, it is the Wembley Arena one from, I think, 2001. And this week, there are two sketches you can watch where I talk to the cast. One is going for, uh, one is going for an English, where we talked for the original Goodness Gracious Me cast. And then there was a live Q&A, and that went out on Wednesday. And you can still see the video. Go to Amnesty, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Um, but I think uh, I definitely know it's on Facebook, U Amnesty UK. And uh, also we talked to Juliet Stevenson and Siobhan McSweeney about uh, the four Yorkshire women as opposed to the four Yorkshire men. And we played back some of the sketches from the Secret Policeman's Ball and the Secret Policeman's Tour on that. So check that out tonight uh, and really give a donation to Amnesty if you can, because they fight human rights all year round, all year round, all the time they're fighting this kind of stuff. Mm. And if you don't know what to do, um, you know, you're thinking, oh, God, I'm one voice. What can I do? Amnesty will direct you every single day. Click on this. Add your voice to this. Um, if we get enough signatures on this, they're going to have to wake up. Um, yeah, so, uh, so, so, uh, so join Amnesty from as little as £4 a month um, and check out uh, some a really lovely, funny, fun Friday night comedy show, but for human rights tonight. Um, you've all been great. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank, thank you, everyone. Bye, 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 bye. Have a nice Friday night, gang.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh, yeah. 